Something's going wrong. Someone's on the phone. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Talking about how she can make it right. Yeah. Hey. Oh. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? And welcome to another episode of The Jigsaw. This is the podcast where we talk about how we navigate the craziest puzzle piece of life, and that is the jigsaw of life. You know how we do it here. We talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pomp and circumstance of being a real-life Black millennial in America. How y'all doing? We could not have an episode titled love and happiness without singing love and happiness and why are we doing this because we are talking about the state and the current like trajectory of r&b as it is today we're going to have a lot of fun i have one of my favorite guests he's a recurring guest he's a Let's just call him um, a definitely a squatter in the living room. <laughs> He's been on here a few times and we love to have him. My brother Brian is with us. We're going to talk about, you know, R&B. Like I said before, we're just going to have some really great conversation. He sticks around for a while. So I'm excited about that. And uh, we're going to talk about a few other things today. This has been a pretty mild week. Try to keep it, keep it light and positive because we've been talking about some heavy stuff and um, I think it was time for us to just have a, you know, a good time and just really just have some fun and conversation. So let's get ready to do that. I'm going to be done with this introduction. Let's dive right into the show. Let's get into the Bliss Up Report. So this week on the Bless Up Report, we are going to shout out NBA player Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, he has been really in his philanthropic bag a lot of this year, but most recently he has created a $1.5 million fund for M the WNBA players, I'm sorry, who have opted out of playing in the 2020 season. Why is this so important? Well, it's important for a number of reasons because I think that People should have the option, particularly to do what's best for their families, especially when they make the kind of money that celebrities make. But in that same vein and in that same point, we also understand that the WNBA is grossly underpaid in comparison to their counterparts and contemporaries in the NBA. Part of it is because of just revenue generation. And the support or lack thereof, rather, that the WNBA um, gets in comparison to the NBA. We can get into some of those specifics and a whole nother conversation. But for all of those different types of reasons, WNBA players are grossly underpaid. So I think that this particular fund for those women who decide not to play is super, super dope. It's probably greatly appreciated by the women who have made the decision to be with their families. And um, shout out to Kyrie Irving for being thoughtful enough to do that. I do know that that was God rest his soul. One of Kobe's initiatives, uh, upcoming initiatives was to really push for more equality among men and women in basketball. So shout out to Kyrie Irving kind of stepping up and doing his part. Bless up to you, brother. Let's get into the billboard this week in pop culture. 
or current events. We're going to keep it real positive, y'all. Like I told y'all in the intro, we ain't like we keeping it light. We keeping it fun. So this week, um, the Emmys are black. That is right. The Emmys announced their nominations um, earlier this week and over 34% of the nominees are black actors or have representation of black shows. And some of those include my girl Issa Rae, Yvonne Orji, Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross, Billy Porter, Maya Rudolph, and Don Cheadle. I mean, there's so many people that are nominated. Octavia Spencer. I mean, so many people. Felicia Rashad. If I keep naming them, I'm going to miss somebody. But it's just amazing to see all of the amazing beautiful black men and women who did their thing in television this year some of the shows two of them specifically that i want to highlight is insecure which is one of my all-time favorite shows and i think it's going to go down in history as one of the greatest shows of all time and a black lady sketch show it is historical it is unprecedented for what they did um for the type of cast that they had you know an all black woman sketch show it was it, and it's actually pretty fun like, i'm not a huge fan of sketch shows like the snl and stuff but the black lady sketch show is pretty it's pretty funny so shout out to all of them shout out to Issa ray with her famous quote at the emmys i think it was the emmys that award show she said that but she said she's rooting for everyone black so shout out that's exactly what we're doing we want to see you take home all we say all of y'all take home those trophies some of y'all are competing against each other and that's okay that happens but I want to see everybody black win. And just beyond that, I want to, I'm loving this level of representation. So shout out to all of y'all for doing y'all thing in entertainment. Now, NBA player, Clippers player specifically, Lou Williams was released from the Orlando NBA bubble because his grandfather passed away. So he came to Atlanta to attend the funeral and to be, you know, with family, he got the permission to be able to do that. But while he was here, <laughs> he went to uh, Atlanta's famous Magic City strip club and he got caught being there. Now, he's a grown man. He's able to go to the strip club as, you know, he desires. But if anybody knows anything about strip clubs is that it's not like a place where you can technically social distance. <laughs> so that was a thing. And, you know, good old social media revealed where he was and he's i think and the friend who put him on the ig story tried to say it was an old picture but what ended up happening is that in the picture first of all he had on a mask so come on we weren't we were not wearing masks in days of old and the mask that he had on specifically was one that the nba players gave them while they were in the bubble so he could not get around it. he said he went to get you know magic city's hot wings now you know good wings um, but, but that's but that's how he that's why he went. Um, but because of that, he does have to pay a fine. I think it's a little over a hundred something thousand dollars. I'm not 100 percent sure, but he does have to pay that fine. He has to be quarantined for 10 days before he can get back and start back practicing and playing with the players. So Lou Williams, you know, I, I get it, brother, that the Magic City Wings may have been some of the best wings that you've ever had in Atlanta. But Atlanta is known for their wings, their lemon pepper wit, as they like to say, as the, as the, the natives like to say. And, um, man, you could have just went on to American Deli or just got you some good old Uber Eats or Postmates or whatever. It was not worth it. It was not worth you paying this fine. Like, literally, whatever money you threw out and whatever you paid for those wings are not worth this fine in this 10-day quarantine. Um, so hope that he did not test positive And, you know, best of luck to him and the season that's about to start. As we wrap up the billboard, I told you I was going to be quick because I really want to get into this show and let us get into this conversation about R&B. Um, Netflix 
is upping up their black voices game. Now, while, again, I think we talked about it on the show, that a lot of companies and a lot of people and government agencies and things like that have been doing a lot of performative work. And by that, it means it's like doing murals and, you know, making statements and kneeling with kente cloth and all that different kind of stuff. Well, all of that is cute and in some ways appreciative. It is not the level of action that we have been asking for. We're asking for policy changes. We're asking for the reformation of police departments. We're asking for laws and we're asking for the breaking down and the disruption and the destruction of systematic oppression and racism. However, this performative juncture from Netflix by upping their black voices game has been one that is really, really, really dope. Um, Netflix announced today that they are going to um, they are giving us seven new well. Seven new editions. They're not new shows, but seven editions uh, from hit black shows from the 90s and the 2000s uh, under their strong black league category. They're going to premiere starting in August all the way through October. So Moesha will be coming out August 1st. The Game seasons one through three will be August 15th premiere. Uh, Sister Sister is coming September 1st. Girlfriend September 11th. The Parkers October 1st. Half and half, October 15th, and then one-on-one, October 15th as well. Girlfriends is one of my all-time favorite sitcoms. It's like Living Single, A Different World, um, maybe Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's probably tied with Girlfriends, probably somewhere in there. And I mean, because Living Single walks so that Girlfriends can run. (laughs) And Girlfriends ran so that Insecure can sprint, right? So I just, I love the fact that it's going to be on Netflix. I'm excited that these actors now are about to get some residual checks. And you also are going to expose a generation to these classic shows because like Girlfriends really isn't in syndication like that. I mean, you catch it sometimes, but it's not consistent. Um, The game isn't really shown. I think Sister Sister was. The Parkers pops on. Like, as much as I kind of, you know, I I got appreciation for Monique and stuff. I ain't got to see the Parkers. But I really, I kind of liked Half and Half. Um, One-on-one was kind of corny, but it was cool. And I think those shows will really bring back that kind of nostalgia of black excellence that was consistent on television almost every night, every week. And it's going to show this generation kind of like how we look at, because I was young when living single in a different world. That was early nineties, right? So I'm a baby, four, five, two, three years old, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to show like, how we like value and watch those shows and love those shows. It's going to show this generation of teenagers and 20 somethings, you know, what we appreciated and what was great for us. So I think it's a good thing all around because we need to elevate black voices just because they're no longer on television does not mean that they no longer have validity and culture and a place in society. So shout out to Netflix for that. Um, and look forward to watching them, right? Whenever, if one of those shows is your favorites, go back and go to Netflix website. Um, it's all over the news. Check it out and see those premiere dates and get ready to binge and watch your favorite shows. I'm sure all the think pieces and all the discussions about what is, you know, what was toxic and problematic back then, blah, 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 blah. We're going to all hear that. But for now, we're excited about um, the resurrection of these shows and us being able to enjoy them again. All right. 
You know how we do it. Grab you a snack, grab your favorite food, your favorite drink, your bottle of water, whatever it is you're going to get. Head on down to the living room. Let's sit on the couch. Let's have this conversation. Can we talk for a minute? Hey, girl, I want to know your name. Can we talk Oh, for a minute? I had to sing again. It's an RB episode. Let's go. what's going on y'all welcome to another episode or another segment rather of the living room i have a guest that is back i was gonna sing something but i absolutely decided against it (laughs) and uh (laughs) just because of the theme of today's conversation but no we have a recurring guest and he's back Inside the living room, on the couch, my brother is here, Brian Hare. What's going on, man? Hey, man, glad to be here. Um, I was gonna try to sing something too after you said you weren't gonna sing something, but I don't, I don't think I got it tonight. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to introduce yourself again? I feel like they know you now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the black one. Uh, <laughs> I'm black. My mama black. Everybody black. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm back. Uh, glad to be here again. Yeah, yeah man. So, like. I I said it earlier, today's conversation is going to be about the state or the, yeah, the state of R&B. And it really stemmed from a group chat that we are in together Uh and us and some of our other closest friends and our wives. And I think you actually posed the question. Yeah, I did pose the question. I think, what was it about? Uh, I don't know where it came from, but I posed the question. uh, What was it? Oh, I know what it came about. Chris, our friend Chris, asked, was your wife, Lauren, going to get the new Brandy album? (laughs) Yes. 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 And from there, me and Marcus was like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. And we kind of had this back and forth about Brandy and like her vocal ability versus her like song relatability and all that different kind of stuff. And it kind of launched into like, who's your favorite? male, female, man or woman to be PC, you know, R&B singer or vocalist. And, you know, it really made me think about where music is Mm -hmm. today, R&B wise. Mm -hmm. And like, we don't have a lot of it. Like we got some players who are out there giving us great stuff. Like Breezy is still out. You had LMA last summer who killed Killed the summer, but now she's just kind of- She disappeared. You know, she disappeared. You got Summer Walker- who I appreciate, but I wouldn't put her in the category of a, nobody's goat right nah, now. Nah, 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 nah. Um, you know, and, but that's kind of just like it. Like, and I'm, I don't know, am I missing somebody? Well, you know, I think, you know, her is, is. Oh, yeah, yeah her, <laughs> Khaled, like, okay, right, yeah. yeah, I be forgetting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's like a newer generation, I think, um, that I think is trying to creep up on, in the, on the scene. So, you know, R&B is interesting. And for me. And for me, I think the other interesting part, too, was that I sometimes have a problem separating R&B from Neo Soul. So I don't always think about like PJ Morton. Right. And when I think about R&B, I just put him in that music soul child, Mm -hmm. Jill Scott kind of category. Right. right. But yeah, but it's like a subgenre of R&B. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where they thrive and we get their Grammys and awards. So let's just start here. Like I think. Brandy, okay. <laughs> since you know, you know, I think she is and will always go down as one of the greatest vocalists of our time. Yes. 
I, I, as I would, I would not doubt that. Mm-hmm. However, okay. <laughs> as far as like song recognition, she just don't do it for me. I just, I mean, I want to be down, mm-hmm. and you know, her radio hits are dope, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know. I think when Candy West a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. for all my OG Great listeners episode. out there, we kind of talked about. Uh, appreciate it. We kind of talked about. You know, the brain of us, Monica thing. And she says something that I never really thought about it in this way, but it really brought language to how I feel. Mm-hmm. Brandy is the one who gives language and excitement mm-hmm. to the creative mm-hmm. and the musician right. because of her vocal you're, you're ability. Absolutely right. and, and all of the, you know, you can just listen and vibe out. And like from that perspective, I can listen to Brandy riff and run yes. all day and just, you know, her technicality. Yes. But Monica is your around the way girl. Yeah, she's, the people she's relatable. Mm-hmm. She's more of a people person. Like she don't be on these weird, you know, vibes. Like Brandon be something. If y'all know if y'all follow Brandon IG, but she's a little. Weird. I don't follow her. Um, <laughs> I, I do, and I did because she used to post a lot of singing videos. Okay, okay. So you would hear like these kind of raw, yeah, she's just kind of things, and I, and that's the kind of stuff I like from Brandon. Mm-hmm. Like if you sing somebody else's music, I listen. To yes. <laughs> but Monica, although maybe not better in technical singing. Mm-hmm. Can still sing, she can sing, but she's more of your like. You can go to pretty much any church and find them. Up. Yes, um, you know churches with good singers. Like she ain't just anywhere, but she's a good singer. Mm-hmm. But like her songs, she she got classic. Yeah, she too. got hits. Um, you know what I'm saying? She got hits, and is I think from that standpoint, radio play. Like even today, Monica, I think her most recent single about what is it? Contentment. All I want is you know good sex and commitment, whatever. Like that was when I do listen to the radio, the R and B stations. Mm-hmm. That joint was in constant rotation. Right. Brandy ain't got none no consultation. Nah, not right now. Since her her little thing with Chris Brown uh, uh, back in twenty something twelve. And I think, and to be honest, I think that was more of a radio hit because of Breezy oh, yeah. than it really Cause, was. Because Breezy owned the radio, but you know, we'll talk about that. Probably sure. Yeah, we could be able to, yeah, <laughs> we could talk about that. But yeah, but I think, you know what I'm saying? I think Again, not to discredit her as an artist, uh-huh. but there's just no excitement about this seven album. Maybe you think something different. Well, okay, let me let me uh put this in context. My wife is probably one of Brandy's oh. biggest <laughs> fans. Like we literally went to we live in Atlanta. We went to uh New Jersey for a Brandy concert because Brandy didn't seem like she traveled a lot in Atlanta for some reason. So we literally mm-hmm. went to New Jersey for a Brandy concert. My wife loves Brandy. She has all her albums. So um, I, you know, have built up an affinity for Brandy as well. Yeah. Um, and more so, like you said, as far as I like her catalog, but she's like your singer's, your favorite singer's singer. Like your, mm-hmm. your favorite singer's favorite singer. That's who Brandy is. Like you said, um, like Candy West said, as far as like if you are a musician or a singer and you know singing, like you listen to Brandy, you like, dang, that girl sings. And you want to hear her singing like covers or you want to just hear her sing a cappella, and she's a beast. Um, but I can I can also agree to the fact of like, like on catalog, I can see why people be like, eh, because it's just it may be an acquired taste. But I, I will say she's one of the best singers. Um, and I also will call her and uh, don't throw me out, uh, out for this one. She's the I won't. <laughs> she's the godmother of modern gospel singers today. She's the godmother of modern gospel singers. Go to Brandy. Brandy, go go to a church and you hear Brandy. Okay, I'm not. 
gonna have to rest on that. I'm gonna have to let that sit in my spirit for a while. All y'all listening, all y'all <laughs> listening, go ahead and listen. Go listen to Brandy. Go to your your local church, and you're gonna hear that that soulful, not the like the Jackie Clark soulful, but like the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. There will be, first of all, there will be no Clark sister slander of any kind, and especially not that. What you call, what you call Jackie? Of Jackie Clark Chisel. What you call Jackie? She's the one. She is the shot that is for me. And I stand, <laughs> and I stand behind it. There is no Clark sound without Jackie Clark. Now, we ain't talking about gospel today. <laughs> But you got me, you you got me riled up, man of God. <laughs> you know I love me some Jackie. <laughs> Don't do that to me. And Michelle, and Michelle Williams. I love Michelle Williams. <laughs> I love Michelle. Michelle Williams sings down to me. I love me some Michelle. But anyway, okay. Okay, we're not, we're not going to do that. Okay. We're not going to do that. And we could talk about Destiny Child since we're talking about R&B, but we're not going to do that right Okay. Now. What I will say is um, I think the Brandy Monica thing is like an age-old tale. Mm-hmm. And another thing that we kind of brought out in the, the past music episode mm-hmm. was that it's low-key an unfair comparison. Right. And I think, I really think, even I think Versus has showed us this. We'll get deeper into Versus yes, a little bit yes, later in yes. this conversation. Yes. But I think Versus has showed us that a lot of times, while the I think they we compare people who are contemporaries uh-huh. in time mm-hmm. less than contemporaries in style mm-hmm. and really like what they bring to right, the table. Right, right. Because Brandy and Monica, while they did The Boy Is Mine, and even that second song they did like in 2010, It All Belongs to Me. Mm-hmm. That's what it mm-hmm. was. Like you can just hear the different nuances of their voices right. and their style. And while it was it, it worked, mm-hmm. but like it is unfair to really pit them side by side because they're such different artists. Right, right, right. Because they were in the same like R&B like area category. But like you said, they, mm-hmm. they had completely different personalities different tones like, yeah it was just they're like a different artist and it didn't make any sense to pit them against one another um if anything like celebrate them for their one being amazing singers but then also like celebrate them for being different but still both being able to to pretty much climb to the charts in the same in the same category in the same vein being around the same age so i think you know i celebrate both of those women they're they're awesome yeah like to me that would be almost like comparing destiny's child to tlc right like while they were both quote unquote R and B slash pop, mm-hmm. like TLC had a whole rapper, whole rapper. You know what I'm saying? And then like TLC, and let's just take it here. I might get crucified for this one. Had not one solid vocalist. In oh no, no, and that's not because so, and that's <laughs> T-Boss couldn't sing. Chili ain't no strong vocalist. No. We don't know really what left that sounded like singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you can argue. You know, whether you like Beyonce's voice or not, but Beyonce is an established vocal. She is not the best vocalist, but girl can, sing. can sing. Kelly can sing. And Michelle can sing. All right. <laughs> but that but 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 no, like their group is based on yeah. like vocal, whether whether we can argue the strength of those vocals, mm-hmm. but their group was based on vocals. They are a more traditional poppy R and B S group where TLC may have been similar in some fronts, three girls. All this other kind of stuff. They were totally different. So it's just an unfair comparison. I think we do that a lot with Yeah, artists. I think we do that a lot. And it's, and it's, and I think we had a conversation where we were talking about it on, like, I think one time about rap, but I don't want to do that here. But basically saying, like, you can have, you can say, like, I talked about Drake and Kendrick, 
right? So we talked about how mm-hmm. they're both amazing artists. Oh yeah, absolutely. But we also want to say like, well, who's better? Like, what? Why we have to say who's better? Because it's like they're completely different, completely different sound, yeah. completely different message. So just like TLC and even Destiny's Child, like they have a completely different sound, completely different message. It, it's just it's a whole um, it's a whole thing. I think you know music kind of sucks, but versus. I will say I've enjoyed Versus um, because it, yeah. it kind of brought back some of the the nostalgia or what the, or the feeling of what like music was or is or R&B was or is. Uh, mm-hmm. And you kind of get to see the celebration of the two artists who were oftentimes being pit against one another, like the 112 and Jagged Edge, um, how people try yeah. to pit against one another, two Atlanta artists. And that's another example. Two Atlanta artists, uh, groups who were completely different, um, but both had great, good vocalists. Uh, yeah, <laughs> had good vocalists, and they they were around at the same time. Had great music, so you know, uh, great people. No, no, no. I think that's true. And speaking of just, let's just dive into this versus comparison right. thing for a minute. Um, I think the one that I don't, I don't believe that is going to happen because Breezy has turned it down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's this rumor or there's this, I guess, desire okay. to have Chris Brown versus Usher. Usher. There's a lot of conversation uh-huh. about who would win, who would stand out, mm-hmm. who's superior, ABC, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't think, and a lot of that, let me just do this, is in favor of Usher because okay. of his longevity. Okay. And not necessarily, and, and and a lot of people are saying that this is longevity, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, Chris Brown really, you know, isn't a singer. But if, if you listen to Usher real close, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> vocally, mm-hmm. you know, he ain't, mm. you know, he ain't killing the game. Let's just, I mean, he can sing, okay. he ain't, you know. So I think, I think that's an unfair like thing to say about Chris. Right. But the other thing that people are saying is that Usher's still out, mm-hmm. and he was out way before Usher. Like Usher was, who late nineties to mid nineties yep. when he first came yep. out, something like that. So that means I was in like elementary school, right. middle school. So he has like he he's a childhood versus Chris Breezy. Mm-hmm. We're the same age, mm-hmm. so you know what I'm saying. I think Breezy first song was out maybe when he was was sixteen ish, or I was sixteen. Run right. it. I so it yeah, or something. Whenever that was, you know, early two thousands or something like that. So, first, who would you take in the battle? Or do you think there's a clear winner? Oh, I don't think there's a clear winner at all. And let me say this. I'm a breezy. I, I think I've admitted it, Reese. I'm a breezy stan. Like, mm-hmm. Chris Brown is my favorite R&B artist right now. And, and let me say, because I think we had in the conversation, the group chat was artists and vocalists. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, what I'm going to say as far as my favorite R&B artist is Chris Brown. Um so okay. that being said, like he, of all time or right now? Oh, and, and again, we had a hard time kind of de- uh, uh, kind of delineating between like the neo soul because I'm a neo soul guy. Yeah, That's, like me too. If, if it's we talking about artists, like all time, D'Angelo might be that guy. Music soul child is probably there, but I I don't really put that. I put them in soul, like in the soul category. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like straight up R and B, the total package. If I'm a pay, oh, this is tough. If I'm a, if I'm gonna spend my last dollar on a concert and an album, spend your last dollar on an R and B album or a concert. R and B album or concert. 
Ooh. That's tough. That's tough because let me see. Confessions, it might be Usher's best body of work. Oh, absolutely. And then I think fame, this is just my you know, personal opinion. I think fame was mm-hmm. Chris Brown's best body of work. Dang. That, and that's, oh, dang. Mm, if I had to listen to one of those, I would listen to Chris Brown's album. And this over, over confessions. Over confession. Because the, to me, there's more versatility in fame than there is in confessions. Because Chris Brown has dance music, he has pop music, he has yeah. R&B, he has ballads, he has all, he has more versatility. Um, and even if you look at that, this kind of comparison, you it's kind of like you have Monica and Brandy. You have like Ush, mm-hmm. Usher's confession is like if you're a musician or a singer, like that's your album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where if you were like our dancer, you like to have fun, like fame might be your album. So it's, mm-hmm. my, and my, Lauren's probably going to kill me, but I'm going to say it. Like fame, Chris Brown's fame might be one of my favorite R&B albums. Like, because it's, it's, it's top to bottom is a, it's like. No, it's it's definitely solid. And Confessions is, and I think that's where people get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of commentary, like I agree with you. I don't have a clear cut winner mm-hmm. either. I'm partial to Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Only be in this versus battle only because you got to think. And I think people forget this. Mm-hmm. There's two things that people misinterpret. One of them is they always like to throw albums out. Right. Like even when we talk about the unofficial verses between Jumpy Key and I'm jumping gospel versus Hezekiah. Right. I know me, you and Lauren, if me and Lauren don't ever agree on anything, we agree <laughs> on the fact that we love Jumpy Key. Yes. Just as a highlight, me and Brian's wife rarely agree on music. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> rarely agree on music, anything. But there's a couple, there's one or two things that we find like parallel roads mm-hmm. in. And one of them is being I love Jumpy right. Key. Now, we both said in defense that he could just play the strength album yes. and kill it. Kill it. You know, because strength, I mean, literally from that opening, you know, all right, you know, when the, when yeah. the intro thing come on all the way to the end, to the strength remix, right. it is like you don't literally do not have to press skip on any. At and all. if you did, it's because you probably just didn't want to hear right. it and not because you don't like right. it. Right? right. So but I think the mistake in that was because he played Thursday Love off the strength out mm-hmm. al- off the strength album. But in comparison to one of Hezzy's hits. Right. It, it lost. It didn't match up. And that's where I think people are like, like you could just play Confessions alone, but like if you play, I don't know, because I don't remember every song, if you play one of the, the non-radio hits off Confessions mm-hmm. and Chris Brown responded with, like just based on how they playing song, he responded with Yo. Like in that versus, like right. Yo is going to take it. And I think people are forgetting that, right. number one. Right. Because it's about hits. It's about relatability. It's about those type of things. The second piece of that is, is that I think people are forgetting that while Chris Usher, rather, has been in the game longer, Chris Brown has been a little bit more consistent. Yes. Because these last maybe five or six, maybe even longer than eight years, Usher ain't put out really nothing. Uh-uh. Like Good Kisser. Um, a couple of other joints were just like, I mean, yeah, like it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't like because Chris Brown stayed. And then that thing he did with what's that album? The EP he did with the uh, the famous producer guy. What is his name? Uh, um, not Jermaine. Oh gosh, what is it? No, it's like one of the DJ Mustard type of. Oh, um, what is his name? Um, what is his name? What is that man's name? I know his Jesus name. Christ. If you didn't ask me, I would know it. 
I know. Let me let me wait a minute. Let me let me do some recon and Google. Um, ba, 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 He's from Atlanta. What's the dude's name? He is from Zaytoven. There he is. Trash. That whole thing was garbage. Trash. The whole thing was trash. Mm-hmm. Now this new song or more recent song he has with LMA is a dope song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like beyond that, Usher ain't really gave us nothing recent. Right. Like Chris just released the album last year. Mm-hmm. They got at least four or five mm-hmm. just radio bangers right, on. Right, right. First of all, it's fifty thousand songs. Right? Yes. But I don't need that. I don't <laughs> need that. <he's> still, <laughs> I don't need that either. But he still got about four or five bangers. Like, so if we just went from the last five years, Chris could pull maybe 10 just from the last five years that would completely wipe out. Because you talk about longevity, but you got to think about it. How many albums does Usher, like, he has longevity, but how many albums? Because he also came up in a season, in a time, where artists weren't releasing stuff every year. They would give you an album, tour that joint. You might have heard from them for another three years right, or something. Right. And, and, and I would say he, and Usher also came up in a time where he was the only Usher. He was the only person doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. the only person that was singing and dancing. Like before that, who was who was that who was that person? You know what I'm saying? Like so Usher, exactly. Usher came at a time where there was nobody else doing what he was doing. Um, he also found a couple people um who, as far as producers, who like he worked with some amazing producers. Like let's let's not even consider that too. Like as far as he came in with, with Diddy, um, then he went to Babyface and mm-hmm. Dupree and Rico Love, and you know, say so he he's had like some some great assistants, um, and that's nothing to discredit Usher uh, because he's an amazing right. artist. And and I've and I remember at one point Usher was like doing concerts on tv and and but there was really no one that can even compete with usher um and i kind of feel like right now chris brown is in a place where there's nobody that can compete with chris brown like the dude will no absolutely he'll drop like a a 50 50 track album and then like say (laughs) i'm gonna drop a 50 track album and mind you like none of the songs are bad um but like they get repetitive. They get repetitive. Will Chris only talks about a few things, um, but and that's why I'm saying mainly one. Yeah, mainly one, <laughs> which is why I'm like Chris. Don't give us a 50 track album. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, give me a good solid 10 to 12 tracks. I know that 10 to 12 tracks gonna be no skips. Um, yeah, and even like so. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Chris Brown guy. Um, I do love Usher. Usher has an amazing catalog. If I were to spend my last dollar on a concert. Or an album, I'm probably spend my last dollar on Fame and see Chris Brown in concert uh, because I feel mm-hmm. I just I'm, I love Chris Brown. So I just looked up both of them, and Usher has nine albums to Chris's ten. Okay. And again, to that point, we talk about longevity, but I don't. To my earlier point, I don't think we actually realize like the amount of work Chris has put out since. His, you know, the Yo single, his his initial mm-hmm. album. And again, like we can go back and forth about who would win. And here's the third piece about verses. It's all about the timing. Right. It's all about what you select, who goes first. Right. Cause I think that gives you a real disadvantage. Right. Cause you could come out like we were kind of talking about this with the uh, Rick Ross to change. Right. Cause one of our friends was like, if Rick Ross played Hustling, it's over. I was like, Hustling is a good song. But for me, it's not a shut it down because he played Hustling. For me personally, as a fan, if Two Chains play, it's a vibe. Mm. That wins for me, like because it's a vibe. It's just over every day. Like no, it's a vibe. Like makes me wanna 
makes me want to buy it right, now. Right, like right, it's right. just, you know what I'm saying? So I think it really just depends on what they pit against each other. Right. And I think also, like as much as people want to say it's disrespectful, it is really a fair comparison. It because is. if you take Usher or Chris Brown, who like who else is going to compete against either nobody. one? Nobody. Like nobody, like that's what I'm saying. Like during Usher's time, like there was nobody that was touching Usher. And right mm-hmm. now, like, who is the other R&B artist that's in that's in uh, that's in uh, Chris's category that can even touch anything that Chris Brown can do? Well, let Jacquees today. Right, I'm about, to, I'm about to bring up Jacquees. <laughs> but th- there's nobody. And think about this: Chris Brown, he raps, he produces mm-hmm. his own music. You know what I'm saying? Like, he does. Like he, like Chris, like as a as an artist, my Chris Brown is my favorite R&B artist. Um. Yes, I agree. And, and on top of that, too, I think Chris Brown, he respects history. He respects R&B. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you even listen to like his samples, he samples a lot of the, the the hits of the 90s and pays homage to all these people who, what is it, Undecided? Like the Shawnees, um, uh, uh-huh. uh, 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 not a remix, but the um, sample, like that's dope. Or you looked at about uh, She Ain't You. You went back and pulled yes. an old... SWV slash Michael Jackson song. Michael Jackson, yeah. And it's a smash, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's good. It's a good song. So it's like I think that's what another role, like Chris Brown, like he he'll pull back on on culture uh and uh and do some great stuff. I and mean, he's not he's not the best, he's not a a, a vocalist, but mm-hmm. but you know, he does his thing. He does his thing. And see, here's the other piece. They have three songs together. Mm-hmm. They got New Flame, which I think Usher actually made the new flame. Made New Flame, what they like his verse is actually a really good one. Um, the Back to Sleep remix, I want to say the remix is better than the original to me. That's true, I would agree. I would agree. Um, and, and, and then part and then party has Usher on it too. Okay, and already so uh, so so to your point, there's definitely a respect factor there because right. he brought him on three different songs, right. three different albums. Um, and then like I said, the remix of um, Back to Sleep oh. to me is just a better version yeah. of the song. Yeah. And even if you think about the Back to Sleep, he did like four remixes and brought back all these old school R&B mm-hmm. artists. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, that's another reason why I, I just love Chris. Like, so, you know, I'm a stand. I'm not even going to even deny it. Yeah, me either. Like, I don't have like, if you, if I have some personal playlists mm-hmm. of mine and one of them is a Best of Breezy, my favorite Breezy. I don't have a Best of Usher playlist. Nah. Uh, <laughs> and I, and my, I, have, I, have, I have a lot of Usher on my, on my Apple Music, like. I do a lot. Me too. Like I listen to uh, like I listen to Usher. I love Usher. You know, so I work out to a couple of like some of his stuff is real good for like when I'm lifting or like squats because mm-hmm. it's like slower paced. Um, so like I list like Usher's in the rotation right. for real, for real. Right. But when you talk when you talk about like fan dumb or whatever it is, now I probably would never go to a breezy concert only because I don't want to deal with all the extraness that comes <laughs> with breezy. Like I don't care to have these sixteen year old girls screaming in my face. It's, it's and, a lot. It's a lot. You know what I'm saying? And all that different kind of stuff. But at the same time, I might just because I enjoy breezy. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Listen, go to a breezy concert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I probably like at the end of the day, if the opportunity came, I probably definitely would. Easy. But to that point, I don't think that it's clear cut. I don't think that you can just definitively no. say that Usher is going to be the one. Like Usher has an I think it would literally, if anything, I think it would almost be like a a draw if they played the right songs against yeah, each other. And, and that's the thing. And that's my, if, if sometimes we can't like some things aren't clear cut. Like if somebody, if mm-hmm. somebody argues and says, I believe Usher 
can beat Chris Brown in the verses. Oh, I've seen the arguments, like full fledged arguments. And, and I can, I can, if you say I think Usher will win, I, I can't be like, how dare you say that? If, if, yeah, if Chris Brown can win. I can't be like, oh, how dare you say that? Because they're to me, they're so, they're so different. One thing I will say about Usher though, Usher has some like timeless songs or like some songs True. maybe that I feel because I kind of I feel like I I'm what 35 I feel like I grew up with Usher not mm-hmm. with him, but like on his music so some of them some of the Usher songs are kind of like I remember where I was when I first heard My Way or You Remind mm-hmm. you, you Remind Me or um what's the one what make me want to leave the one I'm with uh which Summer Walker kind of brought back to us right exactly so and he's on it so it's like like I, Usher to me is more of like a vibe or of like nostalgia or like a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Chris Brown to me is like he's current, he's fresh, he's like I was a, I was older when I started listening to Chris Brown. I, I was a you know teenager, early twenties. I was listening to Chris Brown, but mm-hmm. like if I'm gonna have to choose, I'm probably gonna still choose Chris Brown. Like no disrespect to Usher. I mean, it's just I mean, and and me too. I mean, because even though like you said. Usher has more nostalgia, and I haven't listened to Yo in a long time. But if you played it, Bro. I'm like, Yo, I'm dancing, I'm singing, like, I'm, I'm immediately going there. I'm going back to what was it, 04, 05, whenever it came <laughs> out. And because, like, what, 04, 05, I was ninth, 10th grade, depending on what year right. I'm thinking about. You know what I'm saying? So I, I do imagine meeting or talking to my high school sweetheart, you know, mm-hmm. God bless her wherever she is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and probably mimicking or singing that song or being, you know how we used to be cake on the phone, oh, yeah. just hold the phone to your ear all night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That kind of, or having the mixtape, right. you know, some of these people listening to this right now might be too young to know about the mixtape right. with you, but I was still, oh, I'm still old enough to remember putting a cassette in my boombox and recording the radio oh, yeah. and, take, and pause it on them commercials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year. Exactly. Like whatever hundred songs exactly. year, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then I upgraded to the um lime wire right. and started making CDs and stuff like that. But anyway, like I, I do think there's a nostalgia factor to Chris Brown too. But at the same point, even if we just do go to 2013, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Back to sleep, wet the bed, like all like those are still Bruh. and now that I'm married, like Bruh. you know what I'm saying? Wet the bed. <laughs> you know what I'm are all still and even before marriage god you know Ooh, god bless the journey bless you. you know that that was still chris brown songs that were heavy in the rotation and brings about these memories right. whether they're fond or not like i can still kind of remember how that made me feel where i was even when you think about his whole rihanna piece where he went crazy right. when he came back with the look at me now like even though Busta rhymes gets a lot of the credit for the the craziness of that song. Mm-hmm. It was a breezy song. Breezy song. So if it comes on, you know what I'm saying? You remember trying to do the like you were like, because I tried it. I'm looking at the lyrics and still couldn't do right. it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Right. And and even I, I heard an article, or, well, I even listened to an interview when Buster Ryan was actually talking about that song. And he was saying he sent the his verse to Chris Brown. And Chris Brown was like, nah, that's not it. <laughs> like not, not give me another one. So the one that actually ended up going on the album was the one that Chris Brown was like was the was the one that Chris Brown told him to come back and and do. So mm-hmm. you think about like the artistry of Chris Brown is like you tell him Buster Rhymes that your verse wasn't yes. hot, or I don't want that on this song. Like give me another verse that's better than this. Like so, it, it, I'm not saying I'm not saying Usher don't have that type of 
thing. But I don't see Usher as that type of person where he's going to be like, oh, come do this. I feel like Usher shows up and may help with some arrangements and stuff like that. But I think I, I feel yeah. like Brown is like immersed in his music. And think about all the other like people he helped out over the years, like Tiger and all the other people who he just, like mm-hmm. Jacquees, he just jumped into Jacquees' song or whatever, just to, you know, be Chris or, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I no disrespect to Usher. I love Usher. I used to want to be Usher, like back in You Remind Me days and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like Usher, but like, I, I'm a, I'm a breezy stance to this day, so. No, and I, I agree. And again, because even though I am more of a Chris Brown fan, I think we can we can leave it here and kind of go a little bit, you know, deeper into some R&B conversations. I, I'm a breezy fan. I still don't think, like to your point, I'm never going to say you're crazy for thinking Usher no. can win. I'm not going to say you're crazy for thinking Breezy can win. The only the only heel I'll die on, it is a very separate heel of that than Terry Crews. Because every time I think of that oh, phrase now, oh, I think of that idiot. Oh, um, <laughs> but the heel I'm going to die on is the one that it is not clear cut. It's not clear cut. And you cannot definitively say. If you do do that, it's because you are so caught up in your fandom of one particular artist that you're losing your ability to like be unbiased right right right, right. It's, in it's it. you know what i'm saying like I, I'm, I'm a breezy fan like going to the john p key thing i'm a john p key fan over hezzy but i will admit hezzy took the w that oh, night yes. just because of song placement oh, yes. and things like that yes you know what i'm yes. saying and but i and i just feel like if you know john played some different songs played at a different time things like that you know what i'm saying I think Hezekiah knew how to play the game. Hezekiah, I, I think that was the thing. What yes. what it was. Too. Hezekiah came to to war, and John Picky mm-hmm. came to just play the song that he wanted to play, and that he wanted to play the songs that probably spoke to him the most. And that's the thing about artistry too. What you think, and that's the other thing that I think verses should probably have rules. Right. It ain't about what you think. Right. Is like these are literally about the hits. Like when Timberland. I saw tweeted that Bauer, he didn't think Bauer had enough hits to be in a verse. Now, Bauer responded with 21 songs, like, I can do this, even though he's claiming he don't want to do it. But my point is, is like, Timberland and Swiss Beats are clearly thinking about what, why, do you have 20 radio? Like, I love SWV, but I don't think that they could be in anybody's verses. They probably got good, like, Um, they got 20 some songs, but they probably got a solid, like, maybe six. Right. For real, for real, that's like we would know and quote and blah, 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 blah. So, like, while they probably could go against uh, In Vogue or somebody like that, both of them probably got six or seven songs apiece. And they're done. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they start pulling stuff that we don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an SWV fan, Mm -hmm. so I may know some of the songs on their albums. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if the the public ain't going to know, you know, track number 12 on the debut album, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's not going to be common knowledge. So... I will say, even though it's not going to happen, I think it would be great for R and B. I think it would be great for music. Absolutely. I think that one would freaking blow up the internet. Yeah, it would because it would be to me. If anything, it don't have to be a versus. Let us just be a let us be a celebration of two R and B kings who pretty much have owned what the last what thirty years maybe I want to say of, of almost because Usher's first album when I was looking at it came out now nobody knew about it, it came out in ninety four yeah yeah oh. Came out in 94. You know, I was a solid five. And I'm sure that's what Usher was just trying to make it. Right, right, right. But yeah, like that's, whew. If you were born in 94, how old are you? You're mm. late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> You're late 20s. I'm just going to put that there. What's that, 26 now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah cause we were 20, 20. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, 26. Yeah. So, so that's like 26 years of music. And Chris Brown came out like, oh, maybe 10 years later, like 0405. So you're talking about a solid between the two of them over 30 years of music. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I would I would say I, I would root for Chris Brown, but I would. Mm-hmm. There's no I, there's, there's no clear cut winner. There's no clear cut winner. But just speaking of Chris Brown kind of being the king of R&B, so to speak. The reigning king. People will say He's the reigning king. The reigning king. Mm-hmm. You know, now the argument could be that Bobby Brown is the king of R&B. Right. Man, you know, I have arguments about that. Well, Lauren, if you're listening, <laughs> as you're listening, <laughs> let me tell you why he could never be. Because he only has that that debut album. And that is it. That, that's, that, that, that software project was boo-boo. That is, a, that is an album. That thing is an album. It is an album. But it's like, but that is like okay, very unpopular opinion. Okay. Speaking of solo albums, since we're talking about, let's let's just segue into Go this. Into it. Go into it. Lauren Hill. Okay, okay. I love, I love Lauren Hill. Okay. But all, but as a as Lauren Hill, not Fuji, as Lauren Hill, all she has mm-hmm. is the miseducation of, of of Lauren Hill, and even today she can't even sing in the same way because awesome. of all of her, you know, her, her legal stuff. So like, wow, I'll never and like even D'Angelo. I love D'Angelo. Right. But Brown Sugar and Voodoo is it. Like his last project was cool, right. but you had to be a D'Angelo fan sure. to appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a D'Angelo fan, I had a hard time appreciating it because I couldn't even understand 99% of what he was yeah, saying yeah, no, on there. Mumble, but like we can talk about some of the greats or what we consider the greats. Um, but we if we this, but that's if we talk about albums. Right. I think when we get to like I'm not going to a Bobby Brown concert because I don't want to hear that. Now I'll go to New Edition yes. because yeah. I can hear all of them yeah. and I can hear his solo because they do their solo stuff. Yep. I'm not going to a BBD concert. No. I'm not going to a Ralph Tresvant concert. No. Like it has to be New Edition. Right. Like that's and I think that's what separates. I know we can all over the place, but I know that's what separates like the beyond like people give Beyonce a hard time. But we I can go see Destiny Child or I can go see Beyonce. Oh, yeah, I can go see a Beyonce concert, just Beyonce. And because she got it. Beyonce got it. And she has, yeah. And as much as I love, as much as I love Michelle, I'm not going to Michelle concert. I'm just, I'm not going to hear her. Like her catalog isn't deep enough. And then it'll be like, it'll be a gospel concert because that's what she did solo wise. Right. But I'm still not going to that because you just had her one or two singles that were kind of cool. And even Kelly, like I love Kelly, but I'm not going to hear Kelly sing Motivation and her new song Coffee. That really didn't take off. I love her new song Coffee, but like she got Motivation, maybe one or two others. Like that's not, that's not. No, that's not headline. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? No. So, I said all that to say. Let me wrap it up. Let me wrap it up until my 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 general statement that I want to bring us into is that where is art? Like, do we have any more artists that can give us what maybe Luther Vandross gave us, Ooh. or Stevie Wonder, or Aretha Franklin? Not necessarily in terms of talent, because I think, like to your point, Brandy mm-hmm. vocalist, yes, Jasmine Sullivan vocalist. Um, I know that we're taking music soul child kind of out of, but as far as like catalog oh, from yes, um, uh, um, I'm gonna kill myself because I can't remember his. I just want to sing. I just, just want to sing. There it is. Star, I just want to sing all the way up until uh, music in the magic. magic in the music, yes. music in the magic. Yes. Like those were consistent. That's a run. everything after music in the magic. It's trash, but trash. But I will say those like five or six, whatever, how many I'm albums there was in there. You know what I'm saying? So do we have any more artists who can give us like like Stevie Wonder catalog, Luther Vandross catalog? Yes. 
You know what I'm saying? Aretha Franklin, like beyond, like, I, and I want us to think beyond their talent right. because I think our likability or their likability, we can, like, for all intents and purposes, we all know that we like an artist beyond right. their vocal ability, right. right? Because as much as Jacquees can't sing, he got a, like, his trip remix is better than LMA's original. Yes. He's, I, he, he does what he does. <laughs> Yeah, he does what he and I think, and that's my point though, right? We can appreciate people for what they do and what they because because the truth be told, here's another one: Music Soul Child vocally isn't the best singer. Like he can sing, he can sing. but he ain't like out singing Luther, like no Luthers or nah. you know anybody like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but we love music yes. for what he brings and how you know. It, Mary J. Blige is another perfect example. Cannot sing. But she's married. She's married to Blige. And her catalog <laughs> will beast almost anybody. Like, like, and, and, and they're putting nobody versus Mary J. Blige. She's married to Blige. You really can't. You really, and even when you think about other artists who have a beast catalog like that, like maybe a Rihanna or a Beyonce, again, they're so different yep. that it would not make sense. And again, Mary J. Blige is another like Usher. Who was doing Mary when Mary was doing Mary? Nobody. When Mary was doing Mary, it was a bunch of girl groups. Right. Right, right, right. And you, and you may have had. Let me take that back. You had Whitney and you had Mariah, mm-hmm. but they were like, they were kind of like what Beyonce and Rihanna are right. to everybody else. Right. But Mary was killing her lane in like this hip hop, hip hop R and B. She wasn't trying to be pop. Ryan she wasn't girl. trying to do that. She was, she was different. She was different. She was very different. So, like, I think so. Again, nobody was doing what Mary did in Mary's. You know, at the height of her career, right. and, and and I guess to answer your question, I sadly I don't know if there's any person right now who I can sit there and say, based off of, because there's like right now I feel like her has the potential mm-hmm. to be a legend. Oh yeah, like um, everything she's put out has been to me. She only has had one actual album, but she's had the mixtapes and stuff like that. But like, it seems like mm-hmm. everything that she puts out is is quality. She can sing. She plays multiple instruments. Yeah. Um, she writes her music, uh, and she just has like a certain level. Well, she's I think she's a cut above the rest right now. Um, yeah. Somebody, I guess somebody said she's a more talented Alicia Keys. Like <laughs> oh, <laughs> Alicia Keys that can sing. Um, I don't take much, but I think right now, I think she's the only person I'm like, I can see her being around for another 15 years and still yeah. be putting out quality music. But other than her, like, um, as in like a current state of R&B, I don't see anybody that's like, yeah, me either. like I like Summer Walker right now, yeah. but I don't know that in 10 years, we're going to be checking something like LMA, like kill the summer last right. year. Outside of her single that she got with Usher, that's almost a year or at least about five or six months old now. Like she hasn't really given us anything else. And again, there was a lot of skepticism about LMA, but again, people like LMA for what she did. Right. Like she owned the summer last the year. Summer. And you just gotta, you gotta admit that. You know what I'm saying? Whether you got tired of booed up and all other and then her album was really, it had a like, it was really almost a non-stop for me. Like it was. I think I skipped maybe one. Yeah, it, I would. I could have been. I could have did away with did away with the like the the poems or the the letters. Oh, <laughs> definitely the e for everything that I've been through. Right. Like, no, I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> Excuse my British accent, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't need that. But as far as like songs, yeah, yeah she's good. But but I guess to me, it's kind of like, what is she going to follow up with? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of yes. And like, usually the sophomore album is where. 
people struggle. And I don't think she had a lot of mixtapes or anything like that. So it's it's kind of like I don't I don't yeah, I don't know. And I ho- hope I'm not like missing anybody or just you know I'm not trying to you know discount or discredit anybody, but I can't think of anybody. What about like Khaled? I like Khaled, but I don't I don't I don't see Khaled being okay. So I think I call like this new kind of age singer like melancholy. Mm-hmm. Like melancholy R&B, it's like it's a vibe, it's a feeling, um, and kind of like even like Sir, like Inglewood Sir, like I like mm-hmm. his music, like it's it's a great album, um, but like will, like will you okay, like perfect example, like John Legend, you've seen like a certain level of growth and development with each album that he's come came, I was coming out. Like, can somebody like Khaled, who his first album was was great, yep. Like, I agree. Will they continue to evolve as artists, or will they continue to put out the same like melancholy music? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. can you like we talk about Usher and Chris Brown? They've evolved with the times. You know what I'm saying? Where Usher was doing ballads at the first part, and then he went to like. uh yeah, with Lil John and, and Ludacris. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I just don't I don't see an artist right now that I feel like that has the versatility other than like her to like evolve into something better and have that amazing like catalog in like 10, 15 years. I think, and again, it goes into the Neo Soul piece. I'm putting my money on PJ. Okay. Because I think right now. People are jumping on, you know, the Paul Sylvester Morton Jr. bandwagon. He's been out for a long time. Like, and people don't understand, like, PJ and the PJ Morton band when he was at Morehouse, and he's been killing it for a while. Now, my one critique about PJ is that as you go through his catalog, a lot of his albums, he has recycled songs. Yep, yep, yep. I think part of that is because he understood his place in the industry, and that for some people, those was the that was the first time they've ever heard those right. songs. But once you become a fan, you typically go back and start, you know what I'm saying, researching and looking. But that's that's one of my only critiques. But still, even the remakes of his old songs are solid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He does a really good job. Um, you can tell he's very Stevie Wonder influenced. Yep. And I think at some point, whenever we get to honor him at the BET Awards or whatever, <laughs> like you will have a host of songs right. to choose from. You know what I'm saying? So I think, and I, and because he, even though he's been out a while, he's an emer- he's emerging now right. to like this level of fame. Right. Like he won his first Grammy and stuff. You know, was it this year or last year? I mean, One of these years. I think it was, it was last year. Gumbo come out. It was for Gumbo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for Gumbo. Yeah. So maybe last year's um, Grammys. But like he's, so now he's becoming like this kind of more present in your face type of artists and things like and I think Maroon 5 helped with that. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know, for one thing. Because I was like, oh, wait a minute, who just ran the black dude off of right. up? But uh, but yeah, so like I think as far as because I don't see unless he pulls a music soul child on us, I don't see PJ like just falling off musically mm-hmm. and just giving us terrible stuff. Right. I think the other thing about PJ, why he rehashes some stuff is because he's very methodical. Mm-hmm. About what he puts out, how he brings, because like Gumbo will go down as a classic. Album. I mean, it is class from the studio to the live. They both are just mad dope. So I don't outside of him though, and it's kind of hard to put him in that category because he has been out so long, mm-hmm. and you have to be like a real R and B kind of ego soul fan to know that. 
Uh, I don't because I'm I'm thinking through like you got the Janae Aikos who well, she's cool, she but I don't. She does she does the same. Yeah. Nothing has changed. Been she no does ever. the same kind of thing. Um, Chloe and Hallie are cool, but I just I don't know what their future looks like, and I think it's too early to kind of to kind of tell. Oh, what about your boy like Trey and Tank and I think. Okay. You think they're done okay, so, as far as like the height of who they are? So Tank is probably my one of my favorite voices in R&B. So we're talking about, oh, the boy can about artists and then voices. Tank is probably one of my favorite voices in R&B. The thing about Tank is it's tough because it's like he's an amazing vocalist, but he often tries to like do the new age, like Chris Brown type trapping B type stuff. And, and that's not him. And it, to me, it doesn't like we want to hear about sex when it comes to Tank. Give us some good baby making music, some stuff that we can, you know, turn the lights off to, some ballads, some just just sing. Just sing. Like I don't want to hear no eight oh eights or whatever. Like just just sing, brother. <laughs> just sing. Give me a piano. And I think he came out with something recently, like something called like "Why You're Waiting" or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just him, the piano, and just singing, and that, and I rocked with it because I just want to hear you sing, brother. Um, but yeah, Tank, Tank had put nothing good since. Ready, I want to say Ready was a great album. That, I think that was one. Mm-hmm. Of, I think that was uh, Trey Song's premiere album was Ready because then he came out with Passion, Pleasure, Pain. Right after that, yeah. and that was garbage. Um, who else? Uh, I I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I can't think of who else is out there. I mean, I think there's some major players. You still, I mean, you got. Let's just throw Neil Soul. Okay. You got Ari Lennox. Yeah, she, she's um, great. She's, I think she's. You got um, some other people who, you know, are kind of in RB. You got Kehlani. You got Tiana Taylor. I think, honestly, I think the future of RB is going to be rested in you knowing who some of these underground, right. kind of not so popular right. artists are. Not to say that Kehlani isn't popular, but I just like when you think of some of the goats, her name isn't readily available. But I do because, like, I listen to her latest album, and it's pretty cool. Like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's good. Yeah, it's a vibe. But I don't know if I'm like we're having this conversation. I'm ever going to be like Kaylani. Like, don't forget Kaylani. You know, it's, or ever I'm gonna ever forget Janae Aiko. Like again, like she's a one trick pony as far as like she's super sexual, right. um, which is cool. Like I, I like what she brings a level of nastiness <laughs> to songs that nasty. I think we all need nasty. Yeah, couples and stuff can enjoy. But like again, she's not giving me anything. I think Wendy Williams or somebody years ago said that Rihanna is making music for you to party to have a good time, versus a Fantasia is making music that where she's building her catalog where you can honor her at some point. Right. Okay. And as much as in the moment, I you know I'm not I'm you probably would probably be the first and last time you ever heard me quote Wendy Williams. <laughs> but to her point, I do like. When it's like, even when she got honored for the MTV VMAs or something like that, like she did most of her own. Like, who finna get up there and sing Umbrella? Right. And, and like some of the stuff that she's put out, you know what I'm saying? So, I, but to that point, while Fantasia, I enjoy Fantasia, she's not mainstream, but I think if we ever honored her when she was 50, 60 years old, like you got, a, you got some stuff. Well, first of all, you're gonna have to be a major singer to come and sing a Fantasia song. But, you know what I'm saying? I think you got the Fantasias and the J-Hoods right. and all those people of the world who are great singers, but again, their catalogs, they may have five or six albums, but we ain't, like, we're not mentioning those in some of the greats. Right. Um, I think a friend, 
of mine mentioned Kiki Wyatt. Okay, as part of the conversation. Kiki Wyatt. Okay, great singer. Okay. But what has she done for R and B? Right. Okay. Another. Okay. Another one that I think we both like. B J. The Chicago Kid. Oh yes, he's an amazing singer. Yes. Has a great voice. Yes. I love. He's like one of my favorite voices. But like as far as like albums, like he hasn't really come come up with anything that's like, oh, this is a classic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, good mixtapes and stuff like that, and good, good songs. I can hear him sing anything. Give me, oh, give yeah. me a voice and have him sing anything. I want BJ, BJ the Chicago Kid to sing it. But he hasn't given me like a body of work that I'm like, oh, I'm putting this on every day. Like, yes. I don't know. And that's how I feel about, and that's how, you know, I brought up Kiki Wire for that exact same point. I could hear her, I could listen okay. to her sing all day. Right. But like outside of her, what, one or two duets with Avant? What, what is it? Yeah, she's the person that you want to have her sing at like a tribute. She can do all the tributes. Tribute. All of them. I don't want no album from Kiki Wyatt. Yeah, right. no, like I only want to hear Kiki Wyatt if there's like this mad, like this massive R&B lineup concert and she's a part of the lineup. Right. Like let her sing her one or two songs, right. you know, right after a bunch set so they can do them together. Right. And, <laughs> and let that, you know what I'm saying? Let that be. And I, but I don't think that takes away from who she is as an artist, mm-hmm. but I do think it kind of shapes Almost in a sense where R and B is and is headed. Right. I think we got some people who may not be as strong vocally right. as a BJ or Kiki, but they have some solid albums right now. They got some really nice hits. But I think as far as like our next generation of like long like legends, quote unquote, like I think and hear me clearly, audience. I am not saying that these people are the same. But you had a generation of you had your Aretha's, your Luther, your Teddy Pendergrass, like all like all these big name people. And, you know, Teddy is kind of not even big name with those. But still, I think our generation of that will be like it or love it. Beyonce, Chris, Usher, Rihanna. In a, she's not really R&B, but some people throw it in that category. Um I think those are our huge names because think who else is on the level of those four or five. Not an R&B. Like right now, but you like if you ask our mamas, they gonna call out the names we just oh, yeah. called. They out. know Chris Brown, they know Usher, they know Beyonce, they know Rihanna. Well, I'm I'm, I'm more so talking about like of their of like when they were listening to the radio, they gonna say Stevie Luther Prince. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like all like when you think of like superstars oh, yeah, and yeah. legends. So when we. You know, like me and you, like you have a baby, baby. I got young kids. Right. So when they're listening to music, you know, and be like, and I don't know, you know, people got crazy names now. So maybe somebody named it should be Lil, Lil Turtleneck. <laughs> and Lil Turtleneck is the new, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. I'm going to be like, that was Chris Brown. Yeah. That was Usher. Yeah. That was, he was he was, know, our, he was our Beyonce during that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, or I'll throw John Legend in there. John Legend is probably part of that John conversation. Legend. John Legend's good. And his, and his latest album. It's actually he took us back to old John yeah. Legend and this new yeah. one. That when the love in the future, them, love in the future, and them that was not good. Them two was like, oh no, it was fast. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, because he started missing the mark with Evolver. Is when it started. Evolver had okay. Evolver to me, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I had to listen to it like four times before I can be like, oh, I can get with this. Mm-hmm. But like, it was. It's not no. <coughs> yeah. Oh, it ain't no get lifted. No, it get lifted. Get lifted is a classic. Get Lifted is a classic. The only song I really, I don't, one that the one I do skip is the, whatever that feature he was. Oh, oh yeah. I, I change. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, oh. Skip. That's not a good one. What is this? What is this? So, all right. 
So that's like, all right, let's round this thing out because we probably can go on and on and on and on and on about R&B and music. So give me your favorite woman artist of all time, favorite male artist, man of all time. Mm, favorite, favorite, favorite. Like your top one. If you if these were the last two people that you could ever listen to ever, these would be the two. Okay, and then we're we're not we're not okay. So we're putting music soul child and like D'Angelo like in a neo soul category. Yes, okay. yeah, we put them in the category. Okay. But think about it though; these are the only two you can listen to. So like, if you again, Lauren Hill, you only get that miseducation. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm from a pool catalog, right? Um, even though I love Chris Brown, if we're putting like music soul child in the R and B category, just R and B, I'm giving I'm yeah. that first five. Maybe six album run was it's crazy. Um, so I'm going as far as male RB artists, I'm going music soul child, female. I really I, I'm gonna give a shout out because I love her. I love Jasmine Sullivan. She gave me what two, three, three albums I, I enjoyed. But as far as the uh, woman, woman RB, who would I who would that be? I'm gonna go Erica Badu. I think Eric Eric has given us some classics. She has nice. longevity. Um, she has a bunch of albums that if I had to pick a one 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 woman, it would be Eric Badu to listen to her whole catalog. And then uh male, music so child, final answer. Okay. Got you. So for me, if I had to go catalog, and if I just had to listen to them, only two. I'm going Mary J. Blige. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. And man, I'm going PJ. Okay. And PJ Moore. And only because for me, literally, in and music, and it's hard because I want to say music soul child too. But for me, there's this level of I, I was always more of an RB fan than a rap fan because this is how I grew up. My dad grew up listening to the old the oldie station. Oh. <laughs> like we didn't listen to none of that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So some stuff I found out I had to listen to radio on my own. So I grew up loving RB and then of course gospel, because mama wasn't listening to nothing but gospel too. Right. Um but PJ Morton was more of that artist when I started really developing my own taste. Right. Like for real, for, and I was in college. But like, if if we're all honest, middle school, high school, now there are some like real music heads, and I've always loved music. When I'm talking about, I, I was building my playlist, and I was doing like defining what music is for Josh. It was P, the discovery of PJ right. Morton for me that was like, oh, this dude is, you know, what I'm saying, it was just amazing. So, and he has, even though my my critique still stands, there is literally not one album that I would not play. Right, right, right. From PJ, so I would probably go those two with music being a close second, but those will be my those will be my final two. I guess this is the last question: What do you think about like wh- where 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 are the groups? Are we ever coming back to a day of boy bands and girl groups? Um, sadly, no. I don't think we're ever coming back to a, to a groups. Uh, I think they've got to think about as far as headache. Um, uh, you know, it's it doesn't make sense to have to share all that money. Right, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, and then have to deal with all the personalities, um, unless you had somebody like Chris Brown get with somebody else and create like a super group, like that would be dope. Yeah. But uh, but we saw we see how that does with the Tank Genuine Tyrese right, thing, right? right? GT like that didn't work <laughs> well at all. Uh, but they made great music. But uh, what well, I would say great, they made good music. 
Um, I don't I don't see that ever happening. I don't see uh women groups ever coming back. I think that that time period is pretty much over. I don't I don't see like harmony coming back. Harmony's not even a thing. Like boys and men, that you would never see another boy. Oh, yeah, no. You'd never see a, a group that who's like being a vocal of being a vocal group or a vocalist, a group full of vocalists is gonna be like popular. It's just not. Like if you can't dance, like like no one wants to listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't I don't see that happening. No, I agree. I think the only way we'll see this is if we start doing reunions. Like if Destiny Child ever came, right. like did something right. and gave us one more album. And please, you know please. Cause, cause I don't, because I don't yeah, please do it. If you're we listening. Michelle, if you're listening. We oh. uh, <laughs> um but no, I cause I don't see Destiny Child coming back and just doing like what Escape did, just a bunch of old stuff. Like it would be dope. They got enough to do that. But I also see if Beyonce comes back, they coming back with an album. Yeah. Oh, and I and I think to your point about sharing the money, I think Beyonce superstar stardom is so apparent that Kelly and Michelle know what's right. Like it won't even be this thing of who gets the bigger check. Right. We know who's going to get the bigger check. You know, it's just just going to be understood. Versus to your point. I think the only way a group would work is if we see something like a Chloe and Halle. Right. They're sisters. Right, 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 right. They probably split everything 50-50. At some point, one of them probably will go solo or both of yeah, them. I, I, um, but I think that's the only way that we'll ever see. I think nothing more than a duet type thing is ever going to be realistic mm-hmm. beyond the days of yesterday. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I can, I can believe that. I can believe that. I, I just, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. All right. So, brother, about to wrap it up. Tell the people one more time how they can find you. All right. You've been, it's your third time in the living room. <laughs> Nobody. My following number should be going up. Uh, um, Instagram, I am Brian Hare. That's H A I R E. Uh, Facebook, my page is public. I think it's public. Um, my Instagram page is public too. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, this has been another segment of the living room. Um, glad always dope to have you here. We're gonna go and do some talk about some black man self-care. Let's get into it. What's going on, y'all? And let's um get into another segment of I Am My Brother's Keeper. Brian, tell the people what you got planned for self-care, man. Um uh self-care. I am actually planning on getting a hotel. Come on. And, <laughs> and just spending some time with my wife. I'm going to drop my child off at my mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to spend some time with my wife. And as far as those that are married, if you take care of your wife, wife will take care of you. If you get what I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> so, hallelujah to Jesus. So I'm trying to take care of myself <laughs> by taking care of her. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, for me this week, man, I don't, I think... I don't know. I I probably said this before, um, but I'm going to just kind of, I don't know. I think I'm just going to go with the flow. I think that's going to be my self-care this week. Um, I'm not going to lie and say I'm not going to do anything, Mm -hmm. but I do think I won't like, cause I don't have any plans, right? which is kind of normal during this whole Rona thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to intentionally make outside of like my Saturday morning workout. I'm not going to try to make any plans. I'm just going to do you know what comes up? Boys want to play, we'll play if I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Ashley want to sit down and have a conversation, we'll sit down and have a conversation. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think, I think, I think I'm going to just be. Right. 
and I'm going to allow myself to exist, mm-hmm. um, not in a way where I'm like out of touch or out of tune with right, the world, right, right. but just in a way where I'm not planned. I'm able to just kind of free flow. And I'll worry about schedules again mm-hmm. Monday, right. you know, when we're, cause we're doing this whole virtual school thing. Pray for us. Well, I'm praying for um, you. Please do. So I um I think that's what I'm going to I think I know that's what I'm <laughs> going to do. I'm just going to be just going to exist. Um but yeah man, like I don't I don't have enough time doing that. And I think a lot of us probably can share that testimony where we Definitely. just don't flow. Definitely. All right, let's get out of here. Let's. Uh, I'm actually going to stick around and we're going to rant together. So um, <laughs> let's get into it and have a greater conversation. All right. Oh, let me talk. Let me talk. All righty. This week in a greater conversation, I'm going to go first and I'm going to allow my uh, my brother to close us out this week as he um, goes off on people about whatever's on the Lord has put on his heart. Um, for me though, I want to talk to you, ridiculous, selfish, almost self-righteous individuals who want to engage in conversation in a number of ways, it's really two of them without asking how you're doing. Do you not know that we are in a whole pandemic? People are unemployed. People are losing family members. People themselves are sick. We are in a the continuing, recurring global pandemic of racism and social ju- injustices. And for you to just come at me, especially if we haven't conversed in a while, mm. and number one, ask me for a favor or to do something, or to just jump into a conversation as if we just buddy buddies like that without saying, Josh, how are you? How are things? Blah, 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 blah. Like, miss me with that. Who raised you? Who was your mama? And why didn't she do a better job telling you that it was common courtesy, even if there was not a pandemic, to just say, how are you? And actually mean it. Not from a perspective of just conversation like my mom will is legit the person maybe this is where i get it from if i'd be like hey mom what you doing she'd be like and i'm fine how are you like she go, like, <laughs> don't ask me how i'm doing like where i'm at like i mean ask me what i'm doing where i'm at like we ain't talked all day in a couple of days like i could be going through it right now and i went out what i and i'm saying all of this because i really want people to be more sensitive especially during this time to what's going on don't always assume because i'm the strong friend or they're the strong friend or they got all this other because i've been unemployed since april and it has been a journey trying to navigate the unemployment process making sure that i'm still providing for my family abc one two three so you could really catch me on a very piss poor day Mm. and for me some days, and this, and it could be selfish for me, but allow me to be me. I need to be communicated and loved in a way that serves me. So let me just speak from, from, from me. <laughs> and what I'm saying is that for myself and probably a whole group of others, like just take the time and be like, hey, man, how are you? Like me and Brian talk every day, mm-hmm. whether it's one-on-one or in our group chat. So it's not. It's almost unnecessary because when there are moments, we kind of update each other and things like that. But I'm more so talking to you casual, quote unquote, friends, you acquaintances. And I know quarantine has you want to reach out and be friendly to people that you probably ain't talked to in a minute. But in the midst of your doing that, don't go back and just start reminiscing on the way times were with at first without at first checking in 
and seeing how I am, what's my state of mind, how's my family, all these different types of things. And that's another thing. Don't ask about me without asking about them. I'm a package. Now they get on my nerves. My wife get on my nerves. My kids has been getting on my last nerve. But we we are a package deal. So if you don't want to know about all of us, then don't ask. Okay? And I just want to let you know that y'all need to do better. Like really do do the work of being less self-absorbed and more cognizant to how your brother and sister may or may not be feeling. That's it, though. I'm done. Brian, what you got? Oh, Joshua Jamal Rogers the first. I mean, man, guys, in the whole government. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, and this is this goes out to and, and not to be you know sound like I'm you know I know it all or anything like that. And this doesn't go out to those people who have kids, um, or who are probably um, more working class and can't afford to take off work or, you know, you have to work every single day to, you know, make ends meet and put food Mm -hmm. on the table for your children. But these parents and people who are treating teachers like they are just trashed Mm. and can be thrown to the side because you want your little nasty snotty nosed child to go to go back to school because you don't want to deal with them. Like I have a major problem with that. Like I've really seen these parents sit there and act like teachers um, um, are just nothing because you don't want to deal with your child. Do you not like your child that much that you would rather them be put <laughs> off on somebody else? And think about this. If you don't like your child, the teacher probably don't like your child. We probably don't like that little regret either. Right. We don't like your child either. And mind you this, they got 30 people in that classroom. They don't, they don't, they don't get a lot of money. Um, uh, a lot of the resources that you don't pay for, um, they have to pay for out of their own pocket. And you want them to be sick. You want them to have to deal with all these snotty-nosed kids. My child was in daycare for one week, and her tail got sick because somebody was sending a snotty-nosed child, sickly child, to to daycare, getting my child sick. And you think you're going to have all these kids coming back to school. They're not going to wear their mask. They're not going to wash their hands. They're not going to walk in single-file line. Like You really expect you have all these kids to come back to school and sit there and be in a classroom, not touch them, touch themselves or touch somebody else. You have to be ridiculous to think like that. So I don't understand how you think that uh, by sending these kids back to school uh, and putting these teachers in danger um, makes your life any better. And it's funny that how you see people who are always talking about protect the police and, and back the badge and stuff like that. However, you have people who are sitting in classrooms teaching your child how to be a better person that you can never teach them. Um, and you want them to be uh, um, uh, exposed to sickness and things of that nature. It's completely ridiculous. It's ludicrous. It's um, if anything, it's really disrespectful to think that your life, are we talking about all lives matter and stuff like that? You to think that your, uh, uh, that the qual- your quality of life is more important than the teacher because you want them to go back to work and, and be exposed to all this stuff. You think that your quality of life is more important than somebody has to deal with your child. And think about this. You only have to be exposed to one person. That teacher has to be exposed to 30 something kids. So they have all these opportunities to be exposed to something that you don't want to deal with it yourself. So that has been bothering me. And <laughs> these teachers don't get paid enough. And I would encourage these teachers. If you feel like you've been pressured to go back to work, Y'all get together, y'all strike, um, and you know let people do what they got to do, and that's 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 my uh, issue for this evening. Um, teachers, I support you. Y'all deserve to get paid more. Uh, what you do is valuable. Um, you're my, molding the minds of the future. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and I appreciate you. 
And the greater conversation of it all is kids are nasty. They are disgusting. Have you seen the meme where the cat like <laughs> cough? That's literally how they cough. Listen, my daughter doesn't cover their mouth. They don't cover their mouth. Like when like we try not to take Jaden and Josh to any store. Oh, disgusting. But when we have to, you know, we do. And you they complain about their little mask for the 15 minutes we're in the store. So Listen. imagine a six hour day. Right. Or like you said, for daycare, if I'm at work, maybe a nine to ten hour day, you know what I'm saying, for for a small child. But anyway, we're not gonna go down that. Um, this has been another installment, another episode of one of your favorite podcasts on Sisley Tyson Internet, the Jigsaw. Mm. Um by way of announcements, y'all know what's going on. We're going to start our Sunday school sessions real soon where we have our inspirational moments. As soon as I have the first one lined up, I'm yes, going to give you Lord. the date. <laughs> I'm going to give you the date so we can have those kind of super soul Sunday things going for a minute, <laughs> for a moment <laughs> of encouragement to, you know, to end your weekend. Um, as always, you know, you can follow the pod on Instagram at the Jigsaw Podcast. You can write in to us for your questions, your comments, your concerns, all that great stuff. If you have a black shout out, uh, black excellent shout out that you want to bring to the table, if you have something you want to rant and rave about, or if you even got a self-care moment that you want to share, you can write into the podcast at the jigsaw podcast at gmail.com. I will be sure to read it and screen it and field it and all that other kind of stuff and make sure that you are represented here. Um, I love y'all to life. Thank you for supporting. Oh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to your mama, your black mama, your white mama, whoever your mamas are, they aunties, they cousins, they daddies, and all the other folks that subscribe, rate with five stars only, and <laughs> leave us a positive comment. We're going to wrap up the show. But, you know, as always, don't let life catch you slipping. Do what you can while you can, but don't ever get caught with your work undone. It's a wrap, y'all. Love y'all.